Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Brendan Kumarasamy. He is a public speaking coach who helps ambitious executives and coaches become top 1% communicators in their industries. Brendan, welcome to the podcast. Amy, the pleasure is absolutely mine. Thanks for having me. Can you share your journey with us? And how did you become a public speaking coach? For sure. So it all started in college. I went to business school and I had zero intention of being an entrepreneur. I want to be an executive. So I did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, Aimee, but for nerds. So all the guys my age were playing basketball or rugby or some other dangerous sport you probably wouldn't see me playing. I was doing presentations competitively and that's how I learned how to speak. But as I got older, I started to coach a lot of those students, mostly for free back then, to just help them communicate ideas better. And I had the idea for the YouTube channel Master Talk because I realized that everything I was sharing with them wasn't really available for free on the internet. And here we are a few years later. That's amazing. So in walking through that journey, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for, wow, that's a beautiful question. I'm grateful for a lot of things. I would say the biggest thing is learning from the mistakes of my mentors. I think the era we live in, which I was an early adopter in, luckily, is the era of podcasting. You didn't have to read books anymore. You can just listen to hour-long episodes on how thousands of people have lived their lives. And I listened to Lewis Howes' podcast, The School of Greatness, when he was just getting started. And it was because of that I avoided a lot of big mistakes, and I'm pretty grateful for that. So let's talk about the fear of communication. And that's a huge thing because people have to nowadays be more and more on video. That's more and more popular. You've got TikTok and all these platforms, social media platforms are favoring the video. And so then people have to deal with hearing their voice. And it's the same if you're on stage, you've got a microphone and you've got to now deal with how your voice sounds. And then that causes fear. How do you get over it? How do you get over just the fear of communication? For sure, Amy. For me, the perspective has always been communication is like a boxing match where one side of the rig is the fear, the stress, the anxiety, and the other side is the message. Why are we sharing this? Why is it important for the world? And the goal is not for the fear to leave the ring, but rather make sure that when your fear and your message meet in the middle of that boxing match, that your message gets the knockout punch and wins the game. Fear is even common with me. There's always a level where I'm going to be scared of communication. It's just the level is different. If me and you are getting lunch and Elon Musk calls me and he goes, you know, I really liked your podcast that you did on Thrive Radio with Amy. It was really good. And I liked the YouTube channel. Can you coach me? I'll pay you a million dollars. Would I be afraid? Yeah. It's a different level for other people. So we shouldn't see it as something we want to remove, but rather as a dichotomy to manage, like in that boxing match analogy. You know, that could happen. We had his leadership coach on the podcast. (laughs) Elon, if you're listening. (laughs) So is there any way to pitch business ideas that are well-received? How do you do that? Absolutely. So the best way to present a business idea I found is to understand that the best way to explain the future is to first compare it to the past. What do I mean by this? Let's take Netflix and Blockbuster as an example. 
So sure, has Netflix done a lot of things to revolutionize streaming technology and change the landscape of entertainment? Sure, but the customer doesn't really care that much about that. The way he communicates Reed Hastings, the CEO of the company, he goes, are you tired of waiting in line for hours on end to get a film that isn't even at your local blockbuster store? And then on top of that, when you rent out the video and you come back home, you forget to return it. So you incur so much late fees and you spend and waste so much time getting to and from that store. Is there a better solution? That's what we're presenting Netflix. 10 bucks a month. You get unlimited TV channels, shows, movies. And on top of that, there's going to be new content that we'll be adding to the library every month. It's an irresistible offer. Whereas what a lot of business owners fail to do, Aime, is they forget to compare their idea with what exists currently today and why your version of the business is better than what exists already. That's really good. Yeah. And using those metaphors, I think is so important too. So people understand. We get used to how the nostalgia of everything. Of course. So why do we need a higher standard or vision for communication? You mentioned that you run into that a lot and that people don't really have that. Why is that important? Absolutely. So a lot of us is goals for health, goals for relationships, our money, the people around us, but very few of us have goals with our communication. Why is that important? Because of these three questions, Amy. One, what is it that we want in our life? A bigger car, a bigger house, a bigger area of impact that we want to create. Question two, who already has what we want? Generally a goal that we're aspiring towards. Somebody else has already knocked out that goal in spades. But here's question three that most people don't think about, which ties into yours. Who already has what we want what type of communicator are they? And that's the gap. We think about the person who has the million dollar business, the hundred million dollar business, but we're going to sit down and go, huh, how much of a better communicator are they than we are? And it's that gap that helps us establish the vision. Then it helps us say, yeah, sure. We got to add the processes. We got to do the steps, but let's not forget that communication is the accelerant of dreams. Let's also become a better communicator in that process. So we can be that person. Makes sense. So what are some of the tangible ways to start an improvement plan for communication? For sure, Amy. So communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time. Eye contact, storytelling, body language, facial expression, smiling. And that's why it's confusing for most people. So for me, the question has always been, what are the three easiest balls that we can juggle in the air to start quickly building momentum that I call my easy threes? And I'll pause after each one so I'm not rambling for 15 minutes. Number one. The random word exercise, pick a random word like tissue box, like sofa, like light bulb and create random presentations out of thin air. Why does this matter? Two reasons. The first one is it helps you think quickly on your feet, which helps you in many areas of life, including small talk. And the second reason why this is valuable is because if you could make sense out of nonsense, you can make sense out of anything. So that's exercise number one. What does it mean to model someone's communication and what does it not mean? So if you got, mm. you have somebody that like, yeah, I really want to be X, Y, and Z or communicate like that person. What does that mean and not mean? Absolutely. I mean, great question. So the way that I see modeling is to figure out what is the one trait of that communicator that we really admire that we want in ourselves. 
example. Gary Vaynerchuk is someone I really admire, but I don't want to be all things Gary V. He's aggressive all the time. He's always jumping up and down on the tables. That's not really my style. But there's one thing Gary V does that I absolutely try my best to emulate, which is his relatability. He's really good at relating to a six-year-old girl as much as a 60-year-old man who's an executive at a bank. Like he's so good at changing modes so quickly. And that's something I watch closely. So Gary Vaynerchuk's ability. And then Seth Godin, I want his ability to structure ideas. The way his thought processes, metaphors are so detailed and structured. And Lewis Howes is really strong at creating a safe space and a presence, an aura when he interviews people. And even if I'd I don't interview people for my content, I still want that aura when I'm talking to my clients and I'm coaching them. So notice I'm taking a little bit from everybody. So the goal is not to copy everybody. The goal is to take the best from everyone and to implement it into yourself. It sounds amazing. And I think that's a challenge because I even think that I listen to Lewis Howes quite a bit. And I can identify so much with him. But yeah, it's really difficult to emulate. Like it takes a long time, I think. Do you agree? Do you think it takes a long time to kind of work that into your routine? Great question, Amy. So there's two parts to that. So the first part is the easiest way to actually emulate, which nobody talks about on a podcast, and I'm happy to share, is what a lot of the pros do, especially when I'm practicing, is they take transcripts of their favorite speakers and they literally speak it out as if they were them. So for example, if I want to be like Tony Robbins, I'll take a five minute excerpt from one of his keynotes on YouTube. I'll retranscribe it with the software or manually. I'll watch it first on YouTube and then I'll speak as if I was him. And that's actually the fastest way to emulate that person. So it isn't impossible, just most people aren't willing to do it. But the other piece is that's a little bit more advanced. So that's like ball 13, ball 14 in my 18 ball analogy. So the other piece that I would say is to do the random word exercise and then do the other two easy threes, which is the question drills and the video messages. Question drills just means ask yourself a question every day that you feel someone will ask you about your expertise and write down the answer. If you do that once a day for a year, you'll have answered 365 questions about your business or your career. You'll be unbeatable. And the third ball is video messages. Just send three or five to people that you love every single day. It's really good. What do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? my truth, I would say the biggest one is be insane or be the same. If you want to be like everyone else, that's totally fine. But if you're someone who wants to create an impact in the world, we need to realize that the people who do crazy things with their life are often crazy people. Don't you find it odd, Amy, that you're talking to a guy who started a YouTube channel, not on pranks or on music videos or on pasta making, but on communication executive public speaking tips. And then he went on to build a coaching practice that became successful the year after, yet he still lives in his mother's basement. He has a car, but he's too scared to drive it. He karaoke's in eight different languages. He loves dancing at nightclubs and, not or, but and he's in the top 1% of all listeners in the world on Spotify for Justin Bieber. How does any of this make any sense at all, Amy? And that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> when every decision in your life makes sense to the only person that it should, which is you're probably doing the right thing. I love that. So can you share some of your client success stories? Yeah, happy to. I would say the big ones for me that stand out are often people who have revolutionary ideas in technology or in life, but are too scared to voice it. So think of the PhD scientist who's built this amazing product, this amazing service 
but doesn't want to share it out and is afraid of people. Those are often the best transformations because they're already smart people. It's more about giving them the conviction, the courage, and more importantly, the vision around their communication that they don't see for themselves. And that's why a lot of my C-suite clientele, those are the people who make me the happiest, not because makes me more money, but because it helps me create more impact for them and create that magnitude of ripple effect for the world. Great. So one last question, if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? Besides be insane or be the same, I would say ask one hard question about life every single day and you'll never be the same ever again. The challenge with most human beings, Amy, is they're not willing to sit with themselves and ask the hard questions. I call them 80-20 questions. We all know about the 80-20 principle, where the 20% of the actions that lead to 80% of the results. So my version of this is what are the 20% of the questions that lead to 80% of one's clarity in life? I'll give you three to not overwhelm people. Number one, if you had all the money in the world, how would you spend your time? If I could retire you right now, you didn't have to work anymore. So what do you do with the rest of your time? A lot of people don't know the answer to that. Question two, if you could only accomplish three things in your life and only three, what would you want those three things to be and why? That allows you to focus. I call it the focus question. And finally, number three from Devon Bandison, what's a goal or a dream that you secretly gave up on and never told anyone about? Think about that one too. It's really interesting. <laughs> it gets me thinking. Yeah, because generally I, I'll focus on just reading a ton of books and then challenging myself on the books. But those are some really good questions to ask yourself because they're a lot more focused, I think. So, Brendan, if there are people that are listening that would love to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? Absolutely. It was such a pleasure to be on your show. Thanks for having me. Two ways to keep in touch. One is the YouTube channel. Just go to master talk in one word. You'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to speak. And number two is my free communication workshop. I do a free one every two weeks that's live and interactive over Zoom. And if you want to jump in on that, go to rockstarcommunicator.com. Perfect. And I'll put all your links down below. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Pleasure was mine, Amy. Yeah, definitely. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit McClellan.com. Thank you, everyone. We have a